Welcome to the Smith and Rowland Show. Let's join our host, Alan Smith and Jeff Rowland. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the show that is shaping the landscape around the world. It is the Smith and Rowland podcast, and the reason we're shaping the landscape around the world is because of the brilliance and the intelligence of what we talk about, led by Mr. Alan Smith. My name is Jeff Rowland. I'm the inferior part of this team. Boy, you didn't see that coming, did you, Did you, Alan? <laughs> no, yeah. but I felt it. But I'll tell you what, you know what? I never have seen myself as a landscaper, but shoot, yeah, I mean, see. what the heck? I mean, well, I mean, I you know, be. you're in the product field, so, you know, you've got all the products there. You're a landscaper. Well, it does make sense. Well, listen here, Mr. Rowland. Heavy on the yes. mister. We have a landslide, if they're calling it, the Iowa what happened in Iowa there with Trump and him leading the ticket. And the reason we're speaking about this this morning is it has a lot to do with end times, if you will. Yes, it does have some. And, uh, you know, we've been talking about Trump, how he took the lead. I think if you add up everybody else's, it didn't, well, it couldn't have. It didn't even come close to where Trump was. And I might like to point out the machine didn't elect Trump because we already know that I think the Republicans are totally behind Nikki Haley and she was coming down on the totem pole behind DeSantis. Mm -hmm. But we know that the political machine did not promote Donald Trump to win that. And so it's it's like we have, uh, I personally think, Jeff, that our country is divided between the deep state people and the non-deep state people. If you right, will. yeah. But what do you think about what's happening there? Well, I think that there was a lot said in Iowa. And when you could when you take all of the other candidates and you add their totals against the total of Donald Trump, more people voted for Donald Trump than what voted for all of the other candidates. So uh-huh. that speaks to the Republican establishment that whether they like it or not. Donald Trump is not just the front runner. He is basically head honcho of the Republican Party that they're trying to save from Donald Trump. So Uh that's already, that's kind of been established. The interesting concept, and I know that right now everybody would say, well, it's early in the process. And that's true. That we've had people that's won the Iowa caucus before and then they flamed out across the board in other states. There's really no threat of that with Donald Trump if you look at what's going on in, in the other states. And the spirit of what's happening is that this Donald Trump phenomenon, if you want to call it that, has been encouraged by the persecution that he is facing. So it's a double-edged sword. Every time they've brought a charge against Donald Trump, it's elevated him in the polls with the Republicans and Uh with the nation. Every time they have tried to do anything to him, it's helped him. It's not hurting. So that speaks, I think, to the spirit of the voting block that's committed to Donald Trump. Going into this election cycle, the interesting thing to me is who will be the second man with Trump? Who's going to be his vice right. president? At a town hall, he said that his mind's basically made up on who the running mate is going to be, but he's not told it yet. He also alluded to the fact that he would be open to those that are running against him on the Republican side. He would be open to that. Well, everybody except Chris Christie. But, you know, it is an interesting thing to know or to try to understand who he is going to be choosing as a running mate. I'm not going to venture a guess. I mean, there's there's all kinds of people out there that's it's been floated the governor from south dakota the lady from 
Arkansas, just through this Iowa caucus, Vivek Ramaswamy bowed out of the of running for president, and he shows up with Donald Trump at a conference in New Hampshire today. So that's even been floated. Going into this election cycle, Alan, you know that this is, and this is always said, that this is the most important election in the history of our country. This is not just the most important election in the history of our country. This is the most important election in the history of the world that's coming up in 2024. And it's going to shape the policies, not just in our country, but in other countries as well. There'll be a difference. If Donald Trump wins the election, there's going to be a different attitude from other countries around the world. Different behavior will be adopted by other countries around the world. Now, you can debate whether or not that's good or bad, but we do know it's going to be different. It's going to reshape what China does, what Russia does, what Israel does, what the terrorists do. There's going to be a difference made just by the election. It's been conjectured that China is probably going to go ahead and try to do something in Taiwan before the election because of the election. So the election itself has already created behavior that is different. And that's I do believe that all of that being said, normally people don't look at a vice presidential running mate as being that important. Well, in this cycle, it is extremely important, given the fact that Joe Biden's 81 or 80 years old or however old he is, and we have a vice president running with him, that heaven help the world if that woman has to be president of the United States. If Joe Biden was to win, I think we need to pray that he stays alive, because I would still rather have Joe Biden as Kamala Harris. Well, at least you got so, Obama running the outfit. <laughs> I'm well, sorry. That's true. That, right. that is true. It no. would just be, uh, and if I can even say this, I'd a whole lot rather have him than I would Kamala Harris. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's the state of affairs on that side. Well, Donald Trump's almost, I don't, his age is getting up there. So a vice presidential candidate, I believe, is going to garner more importance this time and more scrutiny this time than it did in previous elections. I do believe that. And so it becomes really important we keep our eyes on that. I was interested in this and wanted to get you to comment on this. How important is it that we pray for every election, but how much more important is it that we pray for this election cycle than ever before? Well, I believe this. I mean, I totally agree with you that it's evidently a tremendously important election in the history of the world. And we have to consider with the second coming of Christ, this could be the last election of the world. So that is something I'm not kidding at all. No pun intended. This very well could be the last election and before the coming of Christ, well, especially before the rapture of the church, even, you know, we can talk about and we will Biden's running mate, but let's talk about the possibilities of Trump's running mate. I mean, we've got Donald Trump didn't mention those that were running on against him as possibilities and which that's the natural, normal go to in a lot of cases. But Mm -hmm. now here's one that I would like to float out there a little bit, and that's Donald Trump and uh, Robert Kennedy. Now, that, yeah. the chances of that, according to their everybody's rhetoric, is that's not even possible. And not only the biggest one of the biggest obstacles of that, of course, is Donald Trump Jr. because he's always out there this day and time saying that Kennedy is a plant of the Democratic Party to take away mm-hmm. from his father. Mm-hmm. He's seeing it, Robert Kennedy. He's casting Robert, and he did that a lot at the caucus mm-hmm. there in Iowa. Also, he right. was always out campaigning that Robert Kennedy is a plant of the Democrat Party. So to say that could be even a possibility is probably, I mean, really is far-fetched. But I'm just saying as a voter and as a person looking at it, I think if you had Donald
Donald Trump now, I wouldn't be against a Robert Kennedy Jr. as a possible president after Trump at this point. Do I agree with Robert Kennedy on everything? The answer is no. But do I agree with Donald Trump on everything? The answer is no. But I do believe they fit my first point that I would require, and that is that you're not accepted by the deep state. And not only that, you're rejected by the deep state. Yeah, I think and, that's uh, the most important thing right now. And so right Kennedy, now, but... Kennedy and Trump both have been denied by their parties. The Democrat Party yeah. will not accept Robert Kennedy, and the Republican Party yeah. will not accept Donald Trump. Now, the Republican right. Party did not caused Donald Trump to win at Iowa. The people voted for Donald Trump to win in Iowa. That's so, right. That's exactly So right. now we have, to me, two men that I know are outside of that. Now, the Vasami Wami Wami Whammy guy, I mean, he's not in, he would work too. But to have two Donald Trumps in there at the same time is going to look like too big a hammer. And I think that Robert Kennedy is... On the policies, on a lot of the policy, most of the policies, we're in agreement with him. And he just seems like to me to be a good compliment to Donald Trump. Well, can I say, if you take a biblical view of where we are and apply that to what's happening now with the, with the election, just this is where my mind goes. I said this last Sunday at the church. Satan's probably not having strategy meetings in hell on how to deal with Jeff Rowland because I'm not that it's significant or important in the grand scheme of things. Satan's main agenda is to rule the world. Satan's main agenda is to govern this earth by raising up the kingdom of darkness. Now, everyone attaches only spiritual things to that. You and I know that the manifestation of those spiritual things is in the this physical universe. So when we say Satan wants to rule the world, he does it through kingdoms and governments. That's right. the way it started dating all the way back to Nimrod. It has physical manifestations. Nimrod was a world leader, a world dictator. And that's what Satan is after. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. interwoven in the government structures of our day is the darkness of the kingdom of Satan. Mm -hmm. So when I hear of someone being ousted from their political parties, I kind of rejoice with that person because mm -hmm. there is at least hope for the glorious gospel of Christ and even the gospel of the kingdom of God to be a priority in their life. Now, you've got a Robert F. Kennedy that has kind of been ousted by the Democrats and even members of his own family. You've got Donald Trump that's been ousted from the Republican Party. Would they make a great team? I would say it's kind of a dream team in my mind, even though there are policies that Robert F. Kennedy holds to that I can't hold to and could not support those policies. But I do support in the bigger picture the fact that there is a man here that is yelling, look, we've got problems with government agencies that is dealing in corrupt fashion. And that's what Donald Trump has said. That's what Robert F. Kennedy has said. And I could see a scenario where I would say it this way, it would be the move of God. If those two men could come together and say, you know what, let's join forces and let's see if we can't lead this nation out from under at least the corruption of the government at mm -hmm. this point. So I think that we're at a time and boy, this is this is hard for me to say, Alan, but I, somehow I believe it's true in my spirit. I think we're living in a time where individual policies might have to take a back seat to the bigger picture. 
And the bigger picture seems to be that governments of the world are now entwined and entangled with the spirit of the Antichrist at such a deep level that Satan himself is being manifested through governments, and it's as though people are blind to it. It's as though the the delusion has, in fact, taken hold in people's eyes, and they can't see it any longer. So I think we need somebody outside of the establishment. Some people have said that, you know, Nikki Haley would be a good running mate with Donald Trump. Well, Nikki Haley is in the establishment. That's been proven. There's no doubt. That's just just proven. Yeah, she's disqualified as far as I'm In my mind, she is. You know, we could Ron DeSantis be up for debate, but it's been proven that Robert F. Kennedy is not part of the establishment. Now, there's another guy that is making some waves, Senator Joe Manchin. He's making some waves. I'm looking for someone that is independent of their political party to be able to think for themselves, because I think that that's what it's going to take for the Holy Spirit to work in someone's life, to lead a way and to set a path out of the corruption that we're seeing in our own government. And for someone to say that our government's not corrupt, I would say you're completely naive and blind and possibly just ignorant to the truth. Well, anybody would have to say that there is corruption in our government. The question is, is not if it's there. The question is to what degree. If yeah, the how corruption, deep does it run? How deep does it run? If the corruption can get so great that it sinks the ship, it's kind of like uh, tolerating a disease. How long can you live with it? Well, as long as it stays a little bit in re- basically in remission, you can live a long time. If it goes full-blown to a point of metastasizing, then, of course, it can bring death. And I think that is the way that we're looking at this, our government now, is how much of it can we tolerate and still stay afloat. You know, Jeff, there is a, in talking about Trump and Kennedy, neither one of those, I don't think it held a public office. Of course, we know Trump did last time in his president, but the, uh, but that was his first public office, I believe. Did Robert Kennedy Jr. hold public office? No, I he's been, he's I don't been, think a, he's so. been a lawyer. He's, he was an environmental lawyer. Correct. But I don't I, think I he's think ever held. Trump. Now, he's been used a lot as a as a go-to person, as a you know somebody giving counsel to a right. lot of these situations in our government. Yeah. He's been on committees and that type thing. So Kennedy and Trump, neither one are of that establishment. Now, I think also, Jeff, that the Americans, I think we're tremendously still divided you know, on the topic of this election integrity, I might say. So we're still having the huge problem of election integrity. When we look at the links that the Democratic Party has gone to and is going to, you can, it's easily to see the strategy. Let's keep Trump in court. So we either break him or keep him so busy, he cannot yeah. concentrate right. on running for president again. It's easy. Anybody with one eye open can mm-hmm. see that this has been the strategy of the Democrats. So to me, I mean, how can anyone say, Jeff, that what the Democrats are doing to Trump now, plus trying to keep him from even being on a ballot, Mm -hmm. is that not voter tampering? Is that not voter fraud? I don't know. I mean, you're talking about Dominion machines. I'm just saying, if you're trying to keep somebody from even being on the ballot, that's voter fraud, somebody. Somebody needs to shout it from the rooftop. And the very fact, and I think that's what, there is enough Americans out there that are seeing that their basic 
plan is to keep Trump so busy, constantly trying to defame his reputation. And as far as reputation, I mean, he's had a spotted reputation ever since he's been in business Mm. somewhat, but they're trying to stain his reputation as far as running for president. To not see that's not the battle plan. To me, all of that comes under the heading of voter fraud. Yeah, does me too. And then it gets somewhat communistic style uh, mode of operations to silence your opponent. Now, in our country, we take great pride at one time of not having voter fraud. Anybody could run. You have freedom of press, freedom of speech. Mm -hmm. And now we've had the Democratic Party, and I'm so sorry. We've seen this with Twitter and the Twitter files with Google. Mm -hmm. We've seen our government use these different platforms in which, to me, every bit of that is voter fraud. So now people will jump out there and say, well, no, it wasn't any voter fraud in the last election. I'm like, my land, somebody run up an antenna and hook up your radio and listen to some truth in the spirit world. Listen, if this is voter fraud, it is so in your face that you'll almost overlook it. So I I think think that's, don't you think that's the strategy that Satan's using? It's so over the top and so in your face that people don't see it. And I believe that is the strategy. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree with you. And like with Hillary, I mean, she basically won or was after trying to win in the 2016 election. But it was basically she put out there this hoax of the Russian government gave Trump, you know, this victory and his collusion and all that mess. She put out. And listen, that is voter tampering fraud. Yes, it is. And so to say that our elections are now clean and there's a whistle and there's no tampering it we've got to understand let me give you another example jeff people are upset about our border and i understand it of people coming across illegal i get it i understand it and what people are saying but there's so many people that have crossed our borders but yet our trade with china taking in all of these goods and buying all of this stuff overseas you might not have an actual person coming across and see one of the big concerns is all of these illegal immigrants coming in is going to take jobs i'm like well yeah duh all mm-hmm. of this imports is taken away jobs, American jobs. <coughs> Without a doubt. And so I say doubt, yes. we need to broaden our horizon, broaden our thinking on somebody crossing the border. What does that really look like? It's not just a human. It's that mm-hmm. these large, huge corporations, and I'll have to say greed because it's about the dollar, of mm-hmm. people doing all of these imports to make mm-hmm. a dollar. To yeah. me, that is the same as somebody climbing over the wall. Yes, it is. And, our, and it's coming from within. It's coming from corporations in our country that's bringing in all these goods. And for some reason, we're seeing this trade of bringing this stuff in. We're seeing that as okay behavior, right? Mm-hmm. It is now so considered, oh, yeah, this is the way of life. This is the way we do life. And I'm trying to point out there's no difference in importing all of these goods is the same thing of allowing illegal immigrants into the country to take jobs. This was the same argument that was made when Bill Clinton ran for president the first time. So that however many you date mm-hmm. back out how many years ago that was, when he was running against George Bush's daddy gotcha. and Ross Perot entered the conversation right. and Ross Perot kept telling everybody this sound of a vacuum cleaner that you hear running is jobs leaving America, <laughs> going <laughs> to Mexico and going to China. <laughs> 
driven by exactly what you're talking about, the importing of goods. And what happened, Alan, even then, the Democrat Party sold the NAFTA agreement and the Republican establishment was as much a part of it. But under a Democratic administration, we sold out for cheaper pricing on goods and our economy flourished, but only for a short time. And now we are stuck being beholden to China, Taiwan, Mexico, other cheap labor countries where you can get your goods in at such a cheap price that our consumers not paying as much money. So everything is revolving around the dollar. And Satan has planned this in the spirit. We know this. It, Satan strategically has made everything look like this is a great decision when in fact it is destructive to the culture of our nation. And and I would totally agree with you that the importing of goods is the exact same thing as immigrants crossing the southern border from a dollar standpoint. I would also say further that when we're allowing our southern border to be flooded the way it is, and oddly that you bring this up, Alan, this was the number one issue among Iowa voters was immigration. Mm -hmm. And what we have to consider as well is that Hamas and Islamic terror groups have plants inside of those immigrants coming across the southern border. There's no, China does as well. Chinese immigrants is now at an all-time high across our southern border. Now, just think about the amount of money. The Mexican drug cartels are making, this This was reported this morning, the Mexican drug cartels are making $30 million a week on smuggling people across our southern border. Wow. $30 million a week is going to Mexican drug cartels that are then flooding our country with fentanyl that's killing young people and old people alike, but mainly young people. So, I mean, is there a war at the southern border? I would have to say we're being invaded. It's an invasion. Well, Jeff, let me say this too. I'm going to sound like I'm contradicting myself and maybe I am. But if I was in, I'm not talking about people that shouldn't be coming into this country, but if I was in another country, persecuted, couldn't make a living, everybody starved, yada, yada, yada. I mean, you might find me down there trying to get across that wall. I would definitely be trying to get across the wall. Without any doubt, I would be trying to get across the wall. I'm not arguing with you on that part at all. As a matter of fact, I want those that are coming for the right reason to be able to get in here. So what I'm arguing about is that the vetting process is corrupt. Yes. yes, And that's why we need somebody that is anti, that's the wrong way of putting it. We need somebody that understands the corruption of our own government that is outside of the walls and the power supply of our government structures. We need somebody like that in leadership that can see clearly what's happening and then take corrective measures to to get it fixed. And I think that's what you have in a Robert F. Kennedy or Donald Trump when it comes to those type issues. I I really do believe that. Now, Robert F. Kennedy and Donald Trump's probably going to be at odds on in some way and clash in some ways on the border. I would on that border issue, but the main goal of their heart would be operating outside of the darkness of the system we now have. And I think that's our only hope. 
that's the part that I want people to understand is that this thing is more spiritual than it is physical, though it has physical manifestations. And the bigger picture is what's important to me. And that bigger picture is Satan is trying to operate through the governments of the world. And anybody that is outside of that government power structure intrigues me if they have the opportunity to be in leadership. Well, what if that makes any about- sense. It makes a lot of sense. You know, we're now find ourselves where the Texas governor looks like Texas has taken over the border. Have well, you seen yeah. that information? Well, I think and they about have to. We're in a situation now that I think are doing under the Texas Department of Safe, Public Safety, but they've taken over for sure. There's this place there in the border that's used for a lot. It's called Eagles Pass, and it's on the banks of Rio Grande. But anyway, so... It looks like the government, the governor of Texas saying, listen, we want you feds out of here. Our state of Texas is going to take over our own border, which he has every right to do that, is my understanding. So the reason I bring this up is to cite what you're saying is you just needs to be proper vetting. Yeah, right. Exactly. uh, There has to be proper vetting. The main thing you got to look at, too, and I, I guess I'll be labeled here a little bit, but the United States, we got so many men trying to be women, we're going to maybe have to import some men. I don't know. I'm just saying <laughs> that. And, well, I mean, you know, that, that wasn't with, me, and I mean, that wasn't the Holy Spirit, and wasn't God. That was me. Well, with Paul the ideologies said, but, that we have, basically, all you would have to do is go to the border and say, "Identify, I identify as an American," and I, you know, from one, there you go. one yeah. idea. Yeah, I mean, that would make them a citizen. That would, uh, I, you okay, know, the thing I'm sorry, is, I got us all yeah. track. I think I repent. I think I, <laughs> I think I repent. Yeah, go ahead. Well, the thing that I I am saying is that at some point as a nation, we do have to look after the health and welfare of our own people and our own nation to be able to say, can we even take care? We can't even take care of the amount of people that's crossing the border now for good, bad, or ugly. I mean, it doesn't matter if they're coming for the right reason, wrong reason, legally or illegally even. We can't even take care of the ones that's coming across the border. In a day's time, we had as many people crossing the border as that lives in the city of Greensboro, North Carolina. So just consider the fact of what are we doing with all of these people? We're busting them now to New York and all over the place. Well, Texas, and, yeah, and, te- the governor of Texas is doing that. And I, I really don't blame him. I mean, well, I don't know, I don't how know he that can, he's got any choice. He doesn't have any choice. Texas has become a state now that is a hospital for illegal immigration. That's basically what they've become because they're, you can't look at it no other way. There's just, I don't know what they're supposed to do. So you've got the state of New York where the leadership of New York is saying, yeah, don't no, no, everything's fine at the border, but don't send us the people that's crossing the border, which if again, you can't see the forest for the trees. I mean, it's like that they are deluded to the, there's a delusion concerning the problem that we're facing and they, they're trying to deny it's a problem until it shows up on their doorstep. Then they don't mm-hmm. want it no more. So there's definitely a problem, Alan. And my I guess my thing is at the rate that we're going now, this is going to be the number one issue in this election cycle. Now, mm-hmm. the number one issue that caused Donald Trump to run for office to start with was this same issue. So I wonder, in a fair election, would Donald Trump win the election if it was held today? I would have to say, yes, he would. Because this issue has gotten worse now than it was then, and that's the issue that got him voted into office. So the Democratic machine understands that what we have to do is keep him in court, try to bankrupt him so that he can't run. 
or get him voter, convicted so that he can't run voter fraud. Voter fraud. That's right. That's I know. I, I know. I, if I use that terminology, he might get us kicked out. But it's just it is what it is. Yeah, it is. Just, it, it is. is. And, it that, is. and that's why I think that there's a more concerted effort and a more concerted need for prayer over these elections than any other elections we've ever had. I believe that. All so right, the Mr. Olin. going to have to rise up in prayer. Going to have to rise up big time. Yep. All right, Mr. Olin, we are have exhausted our time a little over, actually, for today. But we'll pick up on these topics again tomorrow. Appreciate your time. Absolutely. And uh, you have you a fabulous day. Have a great day. Okay, Rowley. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining today's Smith & Rowland Show. You can check out our website at kingdompropheticsociety.org and our daily unplugged podcast at smithandrollandshow.podbean.com. You can also join us on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify.